Hi, I'm Coach Colin. I'm here to help you master your leadership. You know when things don't really turn out the way you expect them to be? What do you do? I mean, I'm quite sure you have a story, an activity or a goal that didn't really turn out like you had expected it to be. And I have that too. And if I had written stories around these things, the stories that I've been telling myself why these things wouldn't work out, and these stories would be books on my bookshelf today, I would have quite a few more books on my bookshelf, I can quite assure you. So this podcast is called, What Do You Do When Things Don't Really Work Out? And here's one of my stories. When I was a child, my parents took my brother and me to have a summer holiday in England and visit my granddad. Every year we spent a couple of weeks on his farm. And my granddad living in England, he had one of these most beautiful lawns that you can only see in England. One of these lawns that didn't have a single piece of weed on it, not a dandelion, not a daisy, nothing. It was as green as a carpet and it was only like like an inch long, like two centimeters long. It was perfectly trimmed and it had these, you know, light green and dark green stripes, which you get when you run the lawnmower up and down the lawn. It was absolutely amazing. And my brother and I, we always fought around who would be allowed to run the lawnmower up and down this lawn because it was just so much fun. And this is my memory of my summer holidays and this immaculous, perfectly trimmed lawn so that when I built my house in Germany and my family moved in and we were thinking about what are we going to do in the garden. Naturally, I was thinking about having such a lawn in my garden. I imagine it behind the house having this beautiful green lawn with stripes going up and down and not a single piece of weed on it. And to get prepared, I had bought this book in England, which I actually have in front of me right now, called The Lawn Expert. And I was reading that book, and there was one chapter in that book that really struck my mind, because it said, the lawn is presumably one of the most intensive care required section that you have in your garden. And I didn't really quite understand what that meant at the time. But when I was preparing my my ground and was sieving the, the dirt and and flattening the ground and rolling it, always had this image of this beautiful lawn in my mind. And funnily enough, my neighbor, a good friend of mine, he built his house at the same time and he was doing the same thing to his lawn, but somewhere in a different way because he didn't have this book. So um, we were comparing then how the grass was growing and surprisingly, his grass was growing much greener and much thicker and much faster than mine. And after a while, I realized that his lawn was much better. It was much greener and I had light green grass. It was patchy and it didn't really look nice. And I thought, well, one of the big differences that this lawn would actually need is having the right lawnmower. So this was 1992, 93, where there wasn't internet. So I had to call a friend of mine living in the UK and I said, I would like to have a traditional lawnmower because I had in my mind these 
stripes going up and down the lawn when you get when you mow it regularly with a specific English lawnmower. And he found me this type of lawnmower and said, yes, you can come and pick it up in England. And I drove literally 1,500 kilometers to this place in the UK to pick up this lawnmower. And I was so enthusiastic about this idea of having this lawnmower that I didn't even think about the fact that this lawnmower might come in a box and it might be difficult to transport. In any case, when I was backing up to this shop, up to the ramp to pick up the lawnmower, I was amazed when I saw this huge box which they put on the ramp and well, believe it or not, it just fit into the back of the car by one centimeter on either side of the box. And I drove 1,500 kilometers back from England to Germany, uh, back home to unpack this lawnmower and start cutting the lawn while I was expecting to have these stripes. Now, what I didn't realize, of course, was that the lawn wasn't thick enough. So I was running the lawnmower up and down the lawn and it didn't really have quite that effect on the lawn that I had expected. And my neighbor, he had still this thick, dark green grass and he was using an old petrol mower, rotary one, and he was having just the most beautiful lawn. And I got so frustrated at the result of my lawn. And despite the fact that I was running this English lawnmower up and down the lawn, I was not getting the result. And I got so frustrated that after a while, I started looking at the other neighbor's lawn who lived in the house just down the road. And I realized that his lawn wasn't a lawn at all. It was, there was dandelions on it and there were daisies and there was clover and it was more like a green patch. And I thought, well, well, my lawn at least looks better than his. And I was comparing myself now downwards down the road to the other neighbor. And I thought, well, at least my lawn looks a little better. I don't have to be frustrated so much about the lawn that my other neighbor had, which was so dark green and perfect. And perhaps my patch of ground, which is full of clay, which is in Germany, perhaps you can't really have this English type of lawn. And perhaps I don't really understand how to maintain a good lawn. And I was looking for all these types of excuses why I could accept a lesser image of my lawn, a lesser goal. And while I was comparing to the other neighbor down the road, I felt actually quite good about the fact that I was having a bad lawn. Amazingly, a couple of years later, we moved to France and the lawn that I had in France looked the same way. So I, I know I thought perhaps the lawn in France didn't grow because there was clay in the ground as well, or there were too many trees, or despite the fact I was using the English lawnmower, it didn't really help. And <laughs> you might be surprised again when we moved to Sweden that in Sweden, the ground was full of clay again. And I didn't really understand how to maintain the lawn in Sweden either. So it must be me. I I cannot create these beautiful lawns. And perhaps if I was living in England, it might have worked. But I was creating these explanations in my head, which weren't really rational, but they were keeping me comfortable and safe around the idea that I didn't have to aspire to this top level of an English well-kept and trimmed lawn anymore. I was keeping myself comfortable, comparing myself downwards and looking for reasons why I could accept a lesser perfect lawn. And with these thoughts that I had in my head, 
I felt actually quite comfortable because they were going round in my head all the time and I was considering the fact that, okay, that's the way reality is for me and lawns. That is the way... That is the way I am. A perfect lawn is not for me, whether it is in Germany or in France or in Sweden. It didn't really matter. I cannot reach this nice level of lawn. So what was really happening here? Well, on one side, I had this image of this beautiful lawn and I had this idea what it would take to create this lawn, which means buying this lawnmower, and it was like buying these gym clothes or buying these nutrient supplements that you do when you want to lose weight. You have this crazy idea and say, this is the one thing that is going to get me to reach that goal. And you believe in it and you think this is the only thing that is going to do it. And you try to, as hard as possible to do this just one thing that you have in mind. And you don't really realize that this is not going to do it. You just compare yourself to the final goal. And after a while you get frustrated because what you are doing and what you have decided and accepted to do is not working. And despite the fact that you tried harder and I was running this lawnmower up and down my lawn like every third day, it didn't make any difference because there were certain elements which I weren't considering. But the interesting thing was that I didn't consider these new ideas that my my neighbor actually mentioned that he was using fertilizer. I put the idea of using fertilizer right aside because I thought, no, I had decided to use this lawnmower. That was my solution to achieving this result. And I didn't really consider the fact that there might be other solutions to the problem. And after I got so frustrated that I couldn't achieve this result, I was starting to compare downwards and was creating this environment, this reality of myself, talking myself into the fact that A, not having this perfect result is still good enough and there are perfectly good reasons that I could accept for myself that could explain why it was acceptable not to be good enough because I thought for myself, like it is clay, it is perhaps me, it is perhaps my seeds, whatever the reasons were, it was the climate, whatever it was to make me feel comfortable. I was creating my own comfort zone around me, like cushions, like airbags, like protection that would keep me safe from accepting the idea that there might be another reality, and a reality that would tell me that this is not working for me. Reality that would make me accept that I did something that was not perfect. And this reality I would never want to accept. And I created this reality around myself for many, many years and maintained it for many, many years by comparing myself downwards, feeling comfortable that other people's lawn was even worse than mine. Do you see the pattern? Do you have other activities or goals or dreams or visions where you once thought, oh, you would want to achieve this, you would want to be at that level, you'd want to have whatever it was that you wanted to have, but then sometime you started comparing downwards and saw that other people were having it not as good as you had it at the moment and you start to settle and you start to think it is fine using this crazy F-word that actually keeps you safe from accepting that there's still something you have to fix. 
this F word, repeating yourself that no, the level where you are is fine. And that is what stops your ambitions. That is what stops your change. That is what stops your vision of you can still change something. That is what keeps you safe in your comfort zone. But telling yourself, no, it is fine where you are. Think about it for a moment. Which are the activities or the goals or the dreams that you had that you put into your bookshelf right now and the title is said on that book, it is fine the way it is. Is it really fine? Is it really good enough? What happens if you open that book and open it at the first page again? What was the reason why you had this dream at one time? But you only put this dream into the book on your bookshelf and told yourself it is fine because at one moment in time you realized it might be a little harder than you had expected to reach that dream. And you settle and say it is good enough the way it is. What are these dreams that are there on your bookshelf? The dream of a career, the dream of a relationship, the dream of a house, the dream of a body, the dream of the energy that you would like to have or the joy of life and the fun with your family. These are all dreams that end up on the bookshelf where it says it is fine the way it is. And it is fine until one day there is this event that takes this book out of the bookshelf and the pages are torn right open and somebody says, no, this is not going to go any further. This is the end. And your customer says, I don't want to do business with you. Or your boss says, no, I don't accept the performance that you have right now. Or your team says, no, I would like to have another manager. Or your doctor says, you have to lose weight. Or your partner says, no, I've had enough of this. Having enough of this whatever it is you're doing suddenly tears that book wide open and it is not fine anymore it is really not good enough it is the end of the stick and all of a sudden you're confronted with a situation that the way you're doing it is not working anymore and you're confronted with a situation where you have to change right now or else I have to change because there's the ultimatum that I have to change or else something drastic is going to happen in my life and that is when people start changing but you don't have to wait until that moment happens because that would be quite a dramatic moment in your life you can actually plan ahead and use certain of the tools that your mind is using to keep you safe, to keep you in this world of things are good enough, the world is fine for me. You can use these mental tools to start changing today. So instead of having these continuous thoughts of comparing yourself downwards and you could think about, well, what could be the worst thing that could happen to me? Because if you think about that, of course, that is where the fear is. That is where the energy is. That is where the panic is. When you have this breakthrough moment when you realize you've reached the end and enough is enough. But if you start thinking about what would be the worst thing that could happen, you suddenly realize where the trajectory of your behavior and your actions is going right now. Because it is not going towards your goal. It is 
on a tangent going somewhere else and the distance between where you're heading and where your goal is is getting bigger and bigger every day. So if you continue on this trajectory for another three months, for another six months, for another two years, for another five years, where is it going to lead you? What is your relationship going to be like? What are your business results going to be like? What is your body going to feel like if you continue on this trajectory? And that is a scary point. But that scary point that gives you the energy to muster the courage to say today, I'm not going to stay on that trajectory. I'm going to start changing things because I don't want to stay on that route because that destination where this is heading, I don't like. And that is where the energy comes from, the courage comes from that will take you out of your comfort zone and start doing things that you have not done before. Now, take a moment right there. There are things behind the comfort zone that you know you could be doing but you have never dared to do. And even if you don't see the things that you could be doing that are outside of your comfort zone, you could have the courage to ask people. You could ask your partner, you could ask your family, you could ask your team, you could ask your customers. What else could I do to serve you in a better way? And once you start asking those questions and you start listening to the answers, you see what is outside of that comfort zone that you have been ignoring. What is the suggestions that these people do, like putting fertilizer on the grass, which I'm doing these days, which I was ignoring. And these will be simple things because you already are doing 80% of the things right that you need to do to achieve your goal. But you only need a small adjustment, like this small element of fertilizer on the lawn before it rains, which has a tremendous effect on my lawn these days. And I look on the weather report and say, oh, it's going to rain in two days, so I put fertilizer on the grass. And it's an amazing result. It is so simple. I still use the lawnmower. I still do the same things. I still cut the dandelions out. but. The biggest difference was accepting the suggestion from the outside, outside of my comfort zone, outside from what other people saw that I could be adding to the strategy, to my actions, to my behavior, that would get me back on to the image of where I wanted to go. It is so easy. 80% of what you're doing today, you're doing right. And 80% of your actions and behaviors, they're inside your comfort zone and they're going to lead you towards the result. But the only change of the trajectory that you're having to do is listening from the outside that other people see that you need to do to get back on the line that will lead you towards your goal. It is so easy. Just ask around and they will tell you and you choose three things, three actions and behaviors that you can do tomorrow, which are outside of your comfort zone. You can start doing them immediately right now. It will get you back in focus and in line with your goals. Go and do it. It is so simple. Just ask around three things. Do it tomorrow. So 
This is what you can do when nothing works for you anymore. Just listen to the other people's suggestions, which are outside of your comfort zone, and dare to do those. That'll get you right back onto your goal. And remember, I am Coach Colin. I am here to help you master your leadership. Thanks for listening. See you next time.